0: This is Comic Shenigans, episode 563, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 21st. Welcome to the Comic Shot Against Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 563. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, March 21st. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 28th, so uh, new comics have just come out, but before I can allow myself to enjoy them and look at them, I need to take one last look at March 21st releases. Uh, Some of the releases that came out that I will not be talking about include Renew Your Vows 17, sorry, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows 17, Aquaman 34, Avengers Back to Basics number 2, Batman Sins of the Father number 4, Batman Teenage ninja turtles number five batwoman 13 cable 155 damage doctor strange damnation number three green lanterns 43 uh incredible hulk 714 iron fist 78 justice league 41 miss marvel nightwing runaways star wars star wars pro dameron superman the brave and the bold batman and wonder woman weapon h and its own ongoing i forgot that was going to happen and x-men gold 24 so what, pray tell, did I read on March 21st? Uh, well, first of all, I read Avengers. I read issue uh, 685, which is part 11 of No Surrender. I dug this up quite a lot. It's written by Jim Zub, Mark Waid, and Al Ewing, with artwork by Paco Medina. Um, this issue, uh, I like that we had Grandmaster trying to affect more of what the Voyager's doing in the game, um, which is kind of rejecting that. Um, and you also have uh, Hulk on Red Hulk, which I liked. Uh, I really liked the Red Hulk character in general, so I liked them having a bit of their fight. Um, very upsetting, obviously, when you have the Hulk just kind of standing above him, grabbing Red Hulk by the hair, and then him transforming at that time, uh, basically about to die. Um, and then when you have Vision go up against the Hulk, it really reminds me of some of the classic Vision Hulk encounters of the past. There's only been a few that I can really remember, but uh, it was really cool to kind of see that happen as Quicksilver tries to rescue um, the Red Hulk. Um and again, seeing the fight between Vision and Hulk was really cool, and seeing that uh, the traditional tricks are not working against the Hulk right now, and it ends up hurting Vision quite a lot um, as the uh, the Black Order you know, gets closer and closer to being able to... Um, You know, get the plasmoid, and at the very end, um, a really good shot of uh, Wonder Man showing up using his ionic energy to travel faster than anyone else so he can confront the Hulk. Uh, This was really action packed, some great characterization. It's um, really just a, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, this entire issue, and I'm going to give it a very solid 8 out of 10. It was just a great issue of a great book, um, great art. It's very solid storytelling. I think this will be even better when I think you can read all, what, 15 chapters at once? I think it's going to read so well, um, just because it has good uh, act breaks without it making you feel like it half like, to it's not one of those ones where it only really works because there's a the delay, and then if you don't, if you got the issue right away, it wouldn't be the same. Whereas this feels like it sets up a lot of natural endings that don't feel like just cliffhangers, like "what? Whoa! What just happened? You have to wait a month to find out what happens next." Whereas here, it's more like "whoa, that's cool! I want to see what happens next." Um, you know, it, it's it's just a different sense of how that works. I don't know if that is a good way of me explaining it whatsoever, though. Uh, next up is Batman Forty Three. This was really entertaining, um, which I'm not shocked at. This is Everyone Loves Ivy Part 3 by Tom King and uh, Mikael Yannon on art for most of it with uh, Hugo Petrus as well for, I think, four pages. Um, really dug this. It was, again, a, a interesting. It was a very wordy issue, I will say that, um, but really compelling as Batman just to figure out a way to get to Ivy, um, and that means using Harley Quinn, which I really dug as well. And I'm, I'm just... I, I love everything that Tom King's doing here, and Michael Yanon's artwork is gorgeous. And the whole storyline with Abby was really cool, and definitely made sense with you know Ivy. Half the time isn't really a villain in the most typical sense, and I like how um, it felt like Tom King really played with that sensibility. I'm going to give this a nine just because I think it was exquisitely illustrated and re- very compellingly written. Um, a lot of it just again, it's just wordplay, it's dialogue. there's not a lot maybe in the plot really going on here, but it really speaks to the characters. Uh, That's what I really like about this. Uh, Next up is Spider Gwen. This is issue 30. This is The Life of Gwen Stacy Part 1, Counting Sheep. Um, Written by Jason Latour artwork by Robbie Rodriguez. Not really sure what this is. Um, Kind of, you know, told with an old school style because we have an old school kind of version of Gwen Stacy. Um, It was okay. I wasn't super enamored with this, nor was I with the ending. Um, I thought the it was kind of you know trying to be cutesy, but it didn't really kind of work for me. Overall, I'm going to give the issue a six. Um, parts of it really worked well, but I just I don't know where. It, part of it's not fair. I'll be honest because I'm like, what is this? What is this? Like I'm not even sure what I'm reading. Having the two ones together. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen multiversal stuff before, so that's fine. It's just I'm just not sure if it's really working for me. But I feel like this is one of those times where. Maybe once it's all over, it'll work better, or it'll be, I'll have a better sense of if I actually enjoy the story. As a piece, I'm not so sure, so that's why I gave it a six. Uh, next up is Super Sons 14. This is by, let me just see, Peter J. Tomasi. Who did the art here? Uh, Peter J. Tomasi, Carlo Barberi. This was. Really, first of all, extremely well illustrated, I really like the art. Um, I like the storytelling I, I just I love these two kids as friends. I like uh John having to kind of protect his mom and, and and kind of getting caught doing it. I love Damien and his mom, although it feels like we have gotten that story over and over and over again um like it doesn't feel like it brought a lot new but i like the parts of john a lot and again i like the parts of the relationship of the two you know the two boys i really like their friendship and it's it's just it's really fun and entertaining to read so i'm gonna give it an eight out of 10 But i'm sad i believe super sons is ending and i'm sad about that because i just i really love the relationship uh we have tales of suspense uh by matthew rosenberg and travel foreman really like the art definitely did a lot of kind of interesting cool things not so sure how I feel about the story, um, in terms of how, um, Natasha's alive and goes on with Ursa Major and her kind of being reprogrammed. Not really sure how I like this or how it even works or makes sense. Once we kind of get back to the, you know, the, the current, um, timeline as we're, after we're done kind of the flashbacks, seeing Hawkeye and Bucky work together, that is much more interesting. The rest of it, I'm just not so sure about, um... I'm going to give the issue a 5. I mean, I, I like the artwork by... Mm, maybe a 6. I like the artwork by Travel. I just was not sure about the overall story. It lost a lot for me. I just felt like it could go down, went down kind of a weird route, and I didn't really like it. So I'm going to give it a 6. And last but not least, we have Thanos 17. This is by Donnie Cates. And artwork by Jeff Shaw. And this I really dug. Um, having like, I, I didn't realize that this version of the Fallen one was actually... Or maybe it always is Silver Surfer, but Silver Surfer versus the Cosmic Punisher is really cool. Uh, having the Hulk show up, um, kind of seeing how that works, and having these two Thanoses going up against uh, this, you know, this version of Silver Surfer at the end of time was really interesting. And um, I'm excited to see what happens next uh, with this this wedding uh, that uh, Death is dressed for. But uh, this is pretty good. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, and it definitely is compelling. And that is everything I read last week. Um, on March 28th, so as I said, uh, the day I record, this is March 28th, um, the releases, some of the highlighted releases coming out today include Avengers, Batgirl, uh, Ben Riley the Scott Spider, Black Panther, Dark Knight's Metal, which is a big one, Doomsday Clock, which is another big one, Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, which I've really been enjoying, uh The Flash, as we got, I think is it the beginning of Flash War or just close to it. Uh, we do issue of Invincible Iron Man, Despicable Deadpool, which I've been loving. Daredevil six hundred, which I'm excited to read. Uh, Moon Knight, Old Man Hawk, sorry, Old Man Hawkeye, Old Man Logan. New issue of Spectacular Spider Man, which I'm really digging, and X Men Blue as well. Uh, so that's just some of the uh, the books coming out, and uh, excited to read those as well you can email me at comics anagans at com. like the show on facebook rate and review us on itunes subscribe to us on itunes and also listen to us on stitcher uh, make sure to download our next episode coming out sometime over the uh, long weekend the easter long weekend uh, it's going to be my conversation with cal dodd i sat down with my brother-in-law paul Scores as we uh, spoke with cal over the phone he is if you do not know the name you definitely know the voice he is the voice of numerous commercials and jingles throughout the years uh, he was the voice of the jolly green giant at one point he was uh, um, for those Canadians he was a, um, a voice of a very prominent well a few different prominent um, campaigns both for Lavat Blue and Muslim Canadian but predominantly for most people who uh, grew up in around the same kind of age as me. He was the voice of Wolverine on the 1992 uh, X-Men animated series. So recently I got to sit down with uh, Eric and Julia Leewald, who were the story producers on that show, and uh, now I get to follow that up with a conversation with Wolverine himself. So that uh, I'm very excited to present. That'll be coming out in a few days, hopefully. Um, And I think you're really going to dig it. Cal was just an absolute hoot. Uh, he had uh, both Paul and myself in stitches. He was just had a really good sense of humor. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, not just the Wolverine stuff, but I really wanted to know like, how did this guy, first of all, where did he come from? How did he get into, you know, working in advertising? You know, he's a singer, he's about music. And then he got into, you know, working on a project where he was voicing this character and he had no idea who the character was um or what it could be and uh had never worked in animation, I'd never done voiceover. Absolutely fascinating. Um so I, I think you're really gonna dig that. That'll be our next episode, episode I guess five sixty four I believe. Uh so make sure to join us for that. It's gonna be a great one. That'll be in a couple days. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.